Lord, we, 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 just, we welcome you in this place, and we just say, have your way, God. Have your way in our perspectives. Have your way in our hearts. We want to know you. Uh, we, we want the truth of who you say we are to, to just be illuminated this morning. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Amen. Awesome. Okay, so... I was very, very fortunate, you know, like many of you guys, to, 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 to grow up in a home where we talked about Thanksgiving and gratitude all the time. Like, my parents was always like, you know how much money I spent on? You better be thankful for this. You know, like, we, we talked about Thanksgiving all the time. My parents made it a point to really, really emphasize Thanksgiving and gratitude. Like, so I, I like, had that, you know, just privilege of, like, being in that in that sort of environment. But how many of you guys know that like, sometimes it's hard to be thankful all the time. Sometimes you lose, you lose perspective on what you should really be thankful about. And I'll give you an example of that really quick. So I'm the oldest child in my family. And if you don't know this, if you're the oldest child in this room, uh, raise your hand, any oldest child. Okay, cool. So I wanna let you know you're, you're an experiment. You, we're, we're all experiments in this, in this room. Um, I don't know how that makes you feel to find that out, but um, your parents are practicing on you in everything. Like, it never stops. Like, my parents are still practicing on me right now, and I'm 27. So, it just never stops. Anyway, my parents, you know, like, probably would, would you know, I, I want to play this talk for them because it's going to be funny. But my dad would probably cringe when I'm telling this story, but it's great. So, one of the things that my dad did growing up that I wonder if he, you know, like regretted this. I don't know if he did or not. But anyway, one of the things that he did was like my dad was very intentional about, he's like, I want my kids to look presentable. I want them to actually like when, when they go out into the world, I want people to take them serious. Like, and, and, and they have to know that my sons are serious, respectable young men. So how my dad did that was like, I was like 11 years old and my dad would dress me up in like business casual clothes. Like, th yeah, there's a, there's a real time family photo of the Hendersons like in the 90s. And you see that like swag smurf, you know, like smirk on my face. Like, yeah, I got the sauce. Yeah, you know, even, even in 97, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so real, t like, I literally went to school like that, like, 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 take that in for a second. Like, go ahead and like, you can even like take a picture of that, like my pastor went to school like that. So I went to middle school dressed like this, and I would ask my dad, like, no, you know, like the Kevin Hart voice, like, no, no, dad, don't send me. And he would say, no, like, your teachers, the people around you, they need to know that you are like a respectable young man, like you have, you can't wear... I was like, why can't I just wear a big T-shirt? <laughs> why can't I just, like, dress normal, right? He's like, no, this is normal. Like, I'm telling you, like, dress shoes, all that stuff. So anyway, after some time, I figured out how to hack this thing. So what I would do is, like, you know, shirts like that, right? I would just unbutton that shirt, take it off. I would wear, like, my own shirts underneath that shirt, take it off, untuck it, walk around in that. It wasn't any better because I still had like slacks and like dress, dress shoes on. So, I mean, it didn't help a lot, but it made me sort of feel better about my situation. Like it kind of started, you know, sort of soften the blow. So this is kind of, you know, this is my routine. 
And one day, this is, this is like, yeah, it's one of those one day things. This, this is crazy. I never saw this coming. One day, we're in class. I have my T-shirt you know, on, and I'm, I'm like, I took off my dress shirt. I have that like put away. I, get a, I hear a knock at the door. I'm in class, and I hear this knock, and it's just like, and we're like, oh, okay, who is this? The door opens, and like, you know, like around the, you know, around the corner, around the door, like, it's just like this, and my, it was my dad's face. He was like, hello, <laughs> and I like, you know, I like open, my eyes are open like this. I'm like, what's happening right now? He's like, hi, I'm, I'm Brandon's dad, and um, I just came to, you know, check in on him, and um, I'm cringing right now. My heart is just like, just beating out of my chest. I'm like, oh my God, what is what is happening? So my dad, he, he pulls me out of class and he's like talking. He's like, Brandon, what do you have on? What are you wearing? Where's your shirt? And I have nothing to say. I'm not prepared for this. I, didn't, I never saw this coming. I never thought my dad would show up in my space. And who, who, who plans these things, right? So I'm not, I'm not ready for this. And anyway, so he sends me back in class with my shirt tucked in, with my, you know, fixed, you know, outfit, right? And um, it was like just the walk of like shame. I'm walking in in class. I'm just like <laughs> glancing at people like, don't look over here. I will fight you if you look at me. <laughs> no, get it? No. And, you know, it, it was horrible. So I walked back in class, and this is my day. What's interesting about this story, though, is that when my youngest brother, Nick, when he went to middle school, when he was in high school, my dad just let him wear whatever, the, you know, the heck he wanted. Nicholas is wearing, like, he's still, if you know my brother Nick, some of you guys have met him, he dresses like, I don't know. I mean, we, we like, what do you got on right now? But even in high school, middle school, he would, he would wear these, like, outfits that are, I'm like, what are you, what are you wearing? And I would, I would, like, you know, tap my dad, like, hey, dad, you're not going to say nothing about that? He's like, oh, man, come on. He's just expressing himself, man. I'm like, dad, What? So he gets six, but see, he figured it out that he had it wrong with, with me. He was a little bit too extreme. I, I tell this story, though, because of this reason. The fact of the matter is this, is that my dad came not, not, not only to, like, just, you know, pick on me or, like, to, to, to make me feel embarrassed or insecure in walking back into class. He did he didn't come for that reason. My dad came to show me that he cared about my world. He came to actually show me that, hey, I, I care about the things that are in, you know, going on in your life right now. And in that moment, do you guys think I felt that? <laughs> do you guys think I felt thankful that my dad came to my school? Absolutely not. No. But now I know, wait a second, that's a good dad. He, he, he like took, him, you know, took the morning off to come in to see about his kid, right? Sometimes things happen in our lives, guys, that we lose perspective about. And, and these situations happen and we can actually like forget, like actually this thing is actually something I'm supposed to be thankful for. Thanksgiving and gratitude often is about our perspective and what we are going through. So if I were, let's go back to our passage, and what I want to do is I want to kind of unpack this passage 
And I believe this passage has a lot to teach us and to share with us about Thanksgiving and just teaching us about how to actually keep that perspective. So let's read it one more time. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong in Christ. Always be joyful. Let's, let's kind of just talk about, talk about this bit by bit. So always be joyful. What does it mean to be joyful all the time? We're all filled with something, always. What, what, what Paul is saying, the guy who wrote this passage, he's just saying this. He's saying be filled with joy. Like if you're going to be filled with something, be filled with joy. And joy is not happiness. Being happy is a feeling. Being, being, being joyful, being full of joy is a choice. It, it, it often actually has no feelings attached to it. It's, it's us saying that, hey, I'm going to choose to believe in what Jesus has like said that he was going to do. I'm going to choose to believe in who Jesus says he is. Joy doesn't feel good all the time. It, I mean, it just doesn't. It's us saying that I'm going to take a risk and trust that, Jesus, you are who you say you are. I'm going to take a risk and say, Jesus, you are going to do what you said you're going to do in my life. I'm going to, I'm going to take a risk and rest in the fact that you're working. I'm not going to worry about this because you're at work in my life. Being full of joy requires us to take action. It requires us to, to make a decision and say, no matter my feelings, no matter my thoughts, no matter my emotions right now, I'm going to choose you, Jesus. In another translation, this verse begins by saying, instead of saying always be joyful, it says always rejoice. Always rejoice. So it's saying that I'm going to choose to always be thankful and conscious of who you are, Jesus. No matter what my circumstances look like, I'm going to rejoice in you. Hey, Jesus, you're good. You are awesome. Thank you for who you say you are. Thank you for what you have done in my life. That doesn't always feel like a good emotion. It requires faith. It requires a risk. It requires us to trust in him. The next part of that verse, it says this. It says, never stop praying. Never stop praying. Did you know that God actually cares about the things that happen in your life? Did you know that? Like the, the tragedies that happen in your life, the, the, the big things that happen, the small things that happen. When you are walking around in the middle of the night and you like stub your toe on the dresser and you curse, he, he, cares. <laughs> he cares about that because he loves you. You are his son. You are his daughter. He cares about the small things in life. So what does it mean to always pray? Is, is God saying again, he wants you to walk around like always praying? What that means is this. He wants you to always be connected to him. Always connected to him. If you ever heard me talk about prayer, I like to say prayer is just the Wi-Fi signal of heaven. It's the Wi-Fi signal of heaven. When you walk in your friend's house, what's the first thing you get? You get that Wi-Fi. You like, what's up, bro? How you doing? What's the Wi-Fi? <laughs> like, like, hey, miss so-and-so. Hi, Ari. What's the Wi-Fi? You know, like, you want that Wi-Fi. Why? Because you want to stay 
connected. There we go. Somebody's tracking. You want to stay connected. You know that if I don't have this Wi-Fi, I'm on my data, and my data's terrible, and I have to, I have, to have this Wi-Fi to stay connected to what's happening in the world. And in the same way, when we pray, we are staying connected to what's happening in heaven. We're staying connected to God's heart. We're staying connected to his purposes for our life. We're staying connected to his goodness. We're staying connected to his love for us. We're staying connected to him. When we pray, it changes things. It's easier to actually be joyful, to be thankful when we're connected to him. So what does that look like? That literally just looks like inviting him into your day, actually having a conversation with him. Hey, God, you know what? This is very disappointing to me that I was hoping that we would do this and it didn't happen. Or, hey, God, this person really, really, like, hurt my feelings. Or they, they really made me angry. I need you to help me with this because I'm about to, like, you know, I'm upset. Like, <laughs> God, I'm, I'm mad right now. It's, it's, it's inviting him in. It's having a conversation. It's asking him, hey, God, what do you think about this? You know, like God has an opinion about everything. What if, what if we were connected to what his thoughts were on a situation that happened in our life? What if we were, uh, we were connected to what his thoughts were on a situation that, like, happened in the world? What would that change? It's the Wi-Fi signal of heaven. Staying connected is not super mystical. It's not, it's not this like intangible thing, this unreachable thing. It's literally just continuing the conversation with him, keeping it open, keeping it honest with him. That last part of the verse, it says this, be thankful in all circumstances. I love this, this passage again because it's simple yet complex. Paul is saying this, he he said, be thankful in all circumstances. When we read the Bible, like, it's very important to pay attention to the words, like, to actually not skim and gloss over what the words are saying, but we actually need to pay attention. See, he says, be thankful in all situations, circumstances, but not for all circumstances. So I'm thankful for, you know, like him and his goodness and, 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 and when, like, amazing things happen and I'm in an amazing, like, time in my life, good season, I'm thankful for it. But if tragedy hits my life, if, if somebody dies, if there's, like, a financial crisis in my life, if, if, if I just failed this test, if, if this thing happens, I'm not going to be thankful for that. I'm going to be like, thank you, Jesus. I got a D. Woo. Hallelujah. D. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not going to be shouting for joy because of that. See, some, some, somehow in the church, we've almost been taught, like, I think it's just kind of culture. We've kind of been taught that we have to be thankful for everything because, like, God, God has a plan. Like, as if the terrible situations in our life is actually a part of God's plan. Well, I want to tell you that it's actually not. If, if there's tragedy, if there's situations that are happening, negative things, God did not ordain those things. Those things are not from him. It's not his will for your life. He's not, he's not up there saying, yeah, I took this person out for a purpose. I got a reason for that. Nah. There's a real enemy that doesn't like you, that wants to steal, that wants to kill, that wants to destroy. He is the one who in your life is robbing. He's the one that's stealing. He's the one that's bringing destruction and death. 
it's very hard to trust a God, to, to be thankful for a God that we can't trust. It's very hard to trust a God that we believe is sending horrible situations in our life. It's kind of like an abusive relationship. It's like, I don't know if you're going to hit me right now. <laughs> I don't know if we're good right now. That's kind of how we approach our relationship with the Lord, that somehow we think he's not all the way good. There's some, some evil in him. Well, I want to tell you this morning that he is actually good, and you can actually trust him. He is, he is for you 100%. He is not about to, like, hit you randomly. I, I was just checking to see if you were. No, he, he's not going to do anything like that. He is so loving. He's so good. When we can rest in his goodness and have perspective that we can be thankful in every situation, not for, it makes it easier. It's a weight off of our shoulder. And what it means to be thankful in every situation is that I'm not going to let what I'm going through around me affect what's happening inside of me. Like, I'm not going I'm, I'm to let this, this situation dictate how I feel on the inside. Like, Jesus actually has given you the ability to be free, and we can thank, hey, Jesus, I thank you because you're working in this right now. Even if I can't see it, even if this is very hard, you are working in this right now, right in this place. There's a passage that I love. It says this, and this is Romans 8, verse 28. It just says this. It says, and we know, this should be a verse that you memorize and you like totally, you put it on the wall somewhere, put it somewhere where you can see it. And we know that God causes everything Everybody say everything. Everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. What he's saying is this, is that if you are, if you are a son, if you are a daughter, if you are his, if you belong to him, no matter what's happening in your life, no matter what the enemy has thrown in your life, the you know, the tragedies, the situations that the enemy has, like, brought in, God is going to flip it around. He's going he's gonna to actually make it work out for your benefit. The things that the enemy meant to destroy you, God is actually going to use to propel you into the purpose he has for you. We can trust him that he has our back. He's watching our six. Like, he, he is for us. And that is the goodness of God. And when we keep perspective on that, we can rejoice. We can actually be thankful. This is why we're thankful. This is what we're thankful about. We're not thankful for the things that the enemy sends into our life, but we're thankful that Jesus never leaves us. He never forsakes us. We're thankful for the blessings that he's given us, and we keep perspective on, on the things that he sent into our, life, in, in, into our lives and knowing that he is so for us. So what I want to do right now is I want us to take some time at our tables. And what we're going to do is we're going to discuss these three questions. And like this first question is, you know, is there someone in your life who is always full of joy? I want you to just open up, talk, share, share your heart. When we kind of process what we've just talked about, it kind of helps us like sink in. It makes with this, what we shared in here real. So Let's pray and we're going to close out. Jesus, I thank you so much for just this opportunity to, 
to be reminded that you are good, that we can be thankful for you. We can be thankful that you're working. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would continue to reinforce that you never leave us, you never forsake us, that you're working in our life. In Jesus' name, amen.